Welcome to the Celtics Reddit Podcast. My name is Ben Vallis, or Brutal Gash as I go by on Celtics Reddit. Joining me to break down just a really absolutely astonishing, electrifying victory over the Cavaliers of Cleveland, all the way from New Zealand there, it is Joe, aka No Scrooge McFly. Joe, how's it going, mate? Oh, mate, it's pretty good. Um, it's it's not it's not what it was like um, after the Raptors won, which was... I've compared to it's a tingly game. I think we've described I've described it to you. Where your legs feel tingly afterwards. No, no tingles today. No tingles today. Nearly a tingle. Um, just <laughs> it was just it was a bit it was a bit nothing really, wasn't it? You know, it was just an expected sort of a expected sort of one. Although that said, I've got a mea culpa, don't I, Ben? Because what was I doing before the game? What button was I pushing? This was the 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 trap game button. The Is trap game button. Yeah, I was <laughs> smashing that thing. Yeah. Smashing it with your feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> yeah, man. I was I was smashing it like a whack-a-mole and um and it turned out it was there was nothing to fear. Um I just I just overstated things. So yeah. yeah. So um, almost literally nothing to fear. There was literally nothing to fear. Which of course means that there is literally very little to talk about <laughs> with regards to the game. <laughs> but we'll get to that. No we don't want to spoil that. Could be a micropod. I, I want to give a, a quick shout out to Jackson. I forgot to shout out Jackson on the last podcast that he was not on. So huge, huge shout out to Jackson, aka Rickman Lives, unable to join us tonight. I'm pretty sure he's got a b-ball game that he's out playing tonight. So hopefully he's out there channeling oh, his inner real. He's yeah, he's channeling his inner starter Terry, keeping it real, as you say. Uh, he'll be back with us on the next one, which will be sometime after the Warriors game. So very quick housekeeping otherwise. If you want to contact us, and we do encourage you to do so, the easiest way is to comment on the Reddit thread for this episode, or you can follow us on Twitter at Celtic Reddit Pod. Also, please rate, subscribe, share, upvote, and all of that good, good stuff. Okay, 123 to 103. Really, one for the ages here against the Cavs. Just a bloody barn burner, Joe. Really, uh, the Celtics just bringing the house down there with a... A close, close. No, what, I can't. There's no way to sell this, right? It was a very, very tidy and easy and eventless win here against the Cavaliers. But we're here to talk about it, Joe. Uh, where do we even start with this one? Um, I think we start with um, probably the the most noticeable um, thing that happened today, which is Jason Tatum debuting the fade. He looked finally a good haircut, right? <laughs> <laughs> finally moving away from the Carlos Boozer look, you know. <laughs> That's like a year three, year four NBA haircut, and he's rocking it in his uh, sophomore year. So big shout out to to JT there. Finally, um, finally bringing the fade, and he's called out by user Mister T Pat on the the post game thread. He wrote, "Who is Jason's barber?" <laughs> Somewhere at <He's>, Sharpie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was that? Let's give them a shout out. I like the Sharpie call. I'm just doing it. It was that good. I'm just doing it from memory. I don't even have it in front of me. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll find you. We'll find you later, mystery commenter. We'll get back to you, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, I did try to do some sort of analysis on this game, and really, the story goes: at nine forty-five remaining in the second quarter, the Celtics switched to a zone defense. We then finished that quarter thirty-eight to twenty, as in 
we scored 38 in the second quarter. The Cavs scored 20. And that was basically it. You, you can say that uh, Terry Rogier came out hot and he came out aggressive and he came out in usual starter Terry form. But once we switched on our defense and changed things up a bit, the Cavs just like fell in a in a black hole and, and couldn't crawl out of it. Yeah. And, as is the case with black holes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never known anyone to crawl out of a black hole. Have you? Have you it's been? never happened. No, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, which just reminds me of um, a certain Soundgarden song, which is must be what it feels like in in Cleveland right now. You know, they just want that black hole sun to come and wash away the rain. <laughs> I think they all want to jump into this black hole, right, and just <laughs> pretend that like their life never existed, that this team never existed. Man, it has been so long since harsh. the Celtics were that bad, eh? You know, like we've only had like one year I can remember being that bad. The um, the the Greg Oden tank fest year. Oh uh, yeah, oh six, oh seven, I believe. Yeah, like it's it's so horrible. I, I was okay. So this is a little bit of a sidebar discussion, but we've already broken down the game. So we're already, we're already down the game. That's all the analysis you're gonna get, Reddit. Um, so. I was listening to the... Um, actually, this is worth talking about from a Celtics point of view too because I don't know if you um, caught the Chris Vernon podcast um, with Tony not. Allen and special guest, Kevin Garnett. Now, Kevin Garnett's like... Kevin Garnett's got a little bit of choreitis with his words, but Kevin Garnett means it. You know, you get what he means, you know, all the time, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I know what you mean. So he's like, he's he's kind of manic, right, to listen to. But um, anyway... Just worth going and listening to that podcast. There's a story about Austin Rivers playing Kevin Garnett one-on-one. That's pretty fun. It's been out there on Twitter. But um, what struck me was like a little comment someone wrote on Twitter about how that those Grizzlies, like they never really sniffed the title. They never really sniffed. They were never really contenders. They were just good. But they had an identity, right? They, the grit and grind Grizzlies will all remember them, like run TMC. Yeah. And I think Absolutely. as fans, right, that's what you, like I don't think it's, fair to expect your team to win a title I don't think as a fan that that's a, a fair expectation it's a it's a hope right but it is fair to expect your team to build towards a memorable identity at some point you know sure. what I mean like I think I think that's what you should be you know as a fan that's that's fair you know we don't have to win the title but at least give me something to really cheer for and get behind you know and and yeah and a way I distill that is like a you know you know there's an identity like the like the Celtics had with, with IT, you know, like that team was never going to win, but we'll love that team forever. We will. We'll always talk yeah, about it like, like that. At least be like the final boss or one of the final bosses in someone else's video game journey towards a championship, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like be an adversary. Yeah, exactly. Be an adversary. That's Be a worthy adversary. Or adversary. <laughs> uh, that was posted, the, the KG, uh, Tony Allen story. Um was posted to the subreddit by user all creatives show so shout out to that guy um and shout out to my man um uh skittles on a pork chop um who came up with the sharpie call so are, are you are you trying to say here joe that the the, the calves currently have no identity and are not That's building toward exactly one? what i'm saying yeah I don't, like I, I don't see it man like well i mean you never do right it, you know to be fair but all I'm saying is this would be such a hard thing. This would be such a hard year as a Cavs fan. You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you I, you just lost LeBron James the year before. You lost Kyrie Irving, and and Kevin Love is essentially out for the season. Yeah. And there's no reason to bring him back other than to risk further injury to him. 
Um, these are dark times. And then oh, you go man. down to the hospital Celtics today. And even the good times, like you had to cheer for LeBron James. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a task, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they're okay with it. I think they like the idea of cheering for LeBron James. <laughs> Never again. Uh, a couple of, a couple of quick tidbits from this game here. Speaking of the Cavs, we did play them today. The Celtics shot 52.9% <laughs> and forced 20 turnovers, which that's was amazing. A lot of turnovers. Uh, that is a lot of turnovers indeed. Um, switched to zone D, we covered in the second quarter. Terry Rogier. I mean, we need to we need to talk about this guy because yeah, we bag him enough. We've got to give we do. him some credit when when it's due. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about Occam's Rogier. The simplest explanation, the simplest <laughs> explanation of this game, other than the zone defense, was that Rogier just came out and freaking killed it. Twenty six points, eight boards, six assists, uh, and. But possibly, dare I say it, more importantly, uh, restoring some of that spicy trade value. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think at least, at the very <laughs> least, Terry has proven himself to, um, you know, there's, there's a trend here. Whether, whether, whether it's real or not, whether it's just a little bit of a fluky thing where he happens to start and happens to have a good game. Um, I, I think there's got to be something to it after this amount of time, right? But, you know, Terry, I've bagged you. I don't believe in you as a backup point guard. I don't, yeah. but good for you. I'm glad you had a good game. We needed it. Hope you have lots, lots more and prove me wrong. So there's probably like a data scientist out there working for the Celtics, working under Danny Age, who is excitedly preparing this this data <laughs> subset of Terry Rogier's stats as a starter in the past, I don't know, 18 months or so. And just look how good this guy is. If you can play him immediately, like start him, play him 30 minutes. Like, look, look how productive he is on the floor um you send that along to various other teams along with the idea of maybe an extra pick or so and um i don't know it's got to be i obviously have no idea how these calls work if you haven't already determined mm. that but that's got to be a spicy offering for someone out there well yeah i mean who it's sort of who are the teams that have needed point guards right it's phoenix orlando yeah those are the two ones that like really jump off the page right man rosie is funny man like I guess I I just I don't see him as a two. He's sort of like a, 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 a he sort of feels like positionless to me. But he'll he'll find a home somewhere. You know he'll he'll be somewhere that that he, that he suits really well. But to me, I'm I just don't see him as a top flight starting point guard, and I don't mm-hmm. see him as a backup point guard, and I don't really see him as a two guard. Though he can yeah maybe I don't know. He's but he's an NBA player. He is an NBA player, so that's great at the fifteenth pick. Yeah, uh, let's try and bring it back to the Cavs game. You can, you can tell, if you didn't see the game, pretty eventless. We keep uh, uh, offshooting into these other topics. Um, Gordon Hayward played a, a solid game. Uh, let's see, stats are here. 18 points, 5 rebounds, weirdly no assists. It seemed like he was zipping the ball around there for a bit, but um, ended up uh, with no assists at all. But it was a solid game all around for Hayward. He just seemed... So, okay, so he got taken to the, the cup, like... Really, it made him look really weak. Uh, it, was in, it was in the first quarter, and Delhi, Matty Delavadova, took him to the bucket. Deli. Like he just like manhandled him, and from that point onwards, Hayward just like he was a new man. Like he he was like fuck that, that's not happening to me again in this game, and, and played with a lot more conviction, a lot more strength, and and put up some good numbers, and he was splashing a few shots early on, and I don't know it was a, it was a good strong game from Hayward off the bench. I, I you know I've always said this, but uh, whenever Hayward experiences any form of on-court success even if it's minimal like i that's where i get my tingles from it makes me feel good 
Yeah, I mean, I, look, I just want to see more of it, Hayward. Like, uh, you know, bottom line, we're paying this guy $30 million, Like, and we need yep. the production. We do, you know. We've got Golden State looming. We need it. So, understand, you know, it's he's had a rough go of it, but um, we just need it, man. Like, I, to me, okay, he's he's out there, right? He's out there. Like, In what way? <laughs> like, he's out there on the court. He's ready <laughs> yep. to yep. go, right? Like, I'm like, if you can do it, like, if you can play aggressively one night, like, shots come and go, but I just want to see him maintain a level of aggression, you know? Yeah. I'm I'm really really tired of his disappearing act, you know. Um, it, it's fine to it's fine to have bad games, you know. Like you'd almost rather see him go like two for eighteen, you know, just oh, go full Westbrook, you know. Yeah. Just get it out of your system, man. Just you know. Yeah, it's tough. I I guess like the image in his mind of like hearing his ankle crunch under him and then looking down you know, lying on the floor there in Cleveland over a year ago and looking at his foot facing the wrong way, that must still be a very fresh image in his mind. And I, I can't put myself in that position and how that would affect me mentally going on other than try and put as much time and things between it and your present day self as, as possible. So I guess we're watching him do that. And he's semi-productive and, and semi-useful. He's like, he's almost sort of like Horford in a small form version sorry small forward version in that he does like everything good but nothing great sure you know what i mean like he's he's yeah. like a swiss army knife off the bench for us he's he's very valuable and contributes a lot but at the moment he's, he's certainly not worth the, the price tag but hopefully he gets there yeah I, his ankles like i i totally if i was his you know if i was his his buddy i'd be like man i understand i'm here for you come talk to me <laughs> as a boston celtics fan I'm like Dude, your ankle's not broken anymore. It's not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Maybe he bit... needs that buddy. Maybe he <laughs> needs a like a, that guy in his ear, right? It's like, dude, yeah. get over it. <laughs> it's not. It's not broken. Like, it's not any more likely to snap than it was beforehand. It's yeah. not. Like, um, you just got to, he's just got to play like, like, I guarantee you, if you were to physically test him, I'd be stunned if his physical capacity in like a controlled environment was actually any less. Yeah. You know? Like well, that's promising, right? Jumping. Like, there's just a, you know, uh, maybe I'm, again, being too optimistic, but if, if that were to be the case, and I, I agree with you there, then it's just a, it's a, there's a limited amount of mental hurdles that he needs to uh, hurdle over until he gets back to his old self. Hopefully, he does that before April. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we need All it. We, we really need it. We really need somebody. We just, we need, we cannot get enough aggressiveness on this team, right? Like, yeah. we have... We, that's if there's anything we have a little bit of a deficit in, it's aggressiveness, you know, and um, and yeah, that's we need Hayward to flick to that guy, which he has been in Utah, you know. Yeah, I mean, we did see a little bit more aggressiveness tonight from from other folks on our team. So user Highton35 in the post game thread wrote, Brown showed his signature confidence and made extremely tough drives to the basket. I'm thinking about that play where he got grabbed on his way to the basket, but still powered through the foul and even took off while being literally held back by at least one defender. Um, and Jalen Brown, he's improving, right? 23 points, six rebounds, five for six uh, free throw shooting, which is really impressive. I think probably the... Mm the most underrated stat from his performance tonight. Yeah, one one down Brown is um, <laughs> hopefully improving. I think that's the best version of Jalen Brown. Just 
aggressive. He's comfortable. Like I think he's becoming comfortable in his role right now. I um, yeah. And look, I he I expect he is a league average three point shooter. He definitely is. He's not a bad shooter. And so you know, right now he's at thirty one percent or something like that on the year. So that's going to come up. It's got to come up. So that means he's going to be shooting. <laughs> At better than thirty-one percent for the rest of the year, probably something that he. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays in the high thirties for the rest of the year, right? So that his average comes up towards that that thirty-six mark, you know. And I think that's representative. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Jalen Brown's second half of the season. I feel like mentally, he's um, he's got some things down pat now, you know. Yeah, absolutely. He's definitely coming to level. form, and yeah. he's definitely um. He seems to be less so overthinking the game and more mm. just like making the right play. He made a, a actual. I was very surprised to see this a a nice pass in transition, which led to a Brad Wanamaker three. I think he he made the pass to Marcus Smart, who then dished it off to Brad Wanamaker. But just the fact that he had the presence of mind for once, right, to actually make this pass in transition directly into the hands of the pass receiver, rather than just kind of like dribbling the ball like off his foot and you know and failing the play altogether. That was really he, good to see progression. He does have this habit of throwing bounce passes that don't bounce. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. How does that? How do you even do that? <laughs> it sort of skims away from the from the defender. Never, never really sort of gets above the equator. Um, but yeah, I, um, I tell you what, I'll know that Jalen Brown is coming right when he when he like a lot of his makes. I don't haven't seen his free throw makes tonight, but his his free throw misses are heavily front iron misses. He misses front rim all the time. When he makes it, it bounces off the front rim half the yep. time, you know. So I'll, I'll know he's having progress when I'm seeing them just drop off the back rim a little more. Yeah, he needs to. Um, he's, he's just. I, when you go in front rim on a, on a miss, that's like a um, that's a timing thing, you know. That's like it's like you're distracted. Um, you know what I mean? It's like it's like you 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 move your legs, but your legs don't get under you. Yeah, um, it's like form related. Yeah, yeah, like like it's almost impossible to miss front rim if you shoot it while your legs are like on the way up and moving up, like while you're kind of while your weight's going up. If you if you shoot at that point, if you flick your wrist at that point, you you can't miss front rim, like you just can't. Um, yeah, yeah. So that tells me he's probably maybe releasing it too late, or like yeah, that's what I think. Anyway, um, yeah. I'm no real shot doctor. So user large Mac wrote Brown, Hayward, and Rogier, three of our biggest liabilities through much of the season, were our leading scorers tonight. I like where this is going, um, and we're going to get to the Warriors game in a little bit. But I guess we don't really have a lot to add to this comment at this point. Perhaps we should have read it out earlier. But I guess it sort of summarizes the direction that this team is heading in. And I don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind of waiting on. We've talked about Bill Simmons a couple of times the last few episodes. How it. Like he's really hating on the Celtics like publicly at the moment, which is like not sort of the typical behavior from Bill Simmons. I feel like we've seen enough now. I'm kind of waiting on that that podcast from him, which I will absolutely like just um, inject into my veins. But I'm waiting for that 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 Simmons podcast where he's like, "Hey, like you know," in like the way that he like builds hype with just the the tone yeah, of his yeah. voice, where he's like, like, he like, "Hey, like oh, these, these guys are really good now." Like I I feel like that's. I guess it depends on how we go against the Warriors, but that's that's got to be coming, surely. Like, we're actually looking pretty decent now. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been here before, you know. Yeah. We were here, we were here just, just nine games ago, yeah. you know. Yep. We just know. knocked off the paces. <laughs> that's why um, you're here, Joe, to, to bring me down, to bring me down. 
<laughs> in a good way. I, I, I tend to float away with these things. Let's go in 20-game samples, right? So at the end of that Pacers game, we were we were through. Um, that was like game 39 or 40 or something mm. like that, right? Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're at 48 now, so it must have been... Must have been 39. Anyway, you know, so right now we're halfway through another 10-game sample where we've gone 5-4, and four, all right? So that's where we're at. We've had a, 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 a 500 quarter and a 750 quarter, and now we're 500, gone 500 through half. So, like, like let's, yeah, look, we need, I, I want to see 10 straight wins. If we go 10 straight from now, and our schedule's not, like, horrendous. We've got OKC coming up. But that's it for really tough games, other than them and Golden State. Um, off memory, anyway. Um, yeah, if we if we if we go um, if we go ten straight, you know, okay, then I'll then I'll start to think about it. So, in other words, another five now, another five on top of this. Yeah, you can probably hear me just typing then. Um, so obviously we've got the Warriors coming up. Then it's Nets, Hornets, Knicks, Thunder, Cavs, Lakers, where potentially LeBron won't even be back. Clippers, Sixers, who we always beat, Pistons, and then the Bucks, Bulls, and Raptors. So it starts to you know taper upwards a little bit and become a little bit more difficult. But there's certainly a good stretch of games where if we can get over this this hump that is the Warriors, then you know you'd sort of expect us to rattle off quite a few games and and start to to finally meet those expectations, right? Like we've talked, that's been the theme of the of the season so far is those expectations, and yeah. we're we're only a couple of significant wins and stretches of wins away from maybe getting there. It's a real tipping point for this team. It's kind of obviously nothing interesting happening happened today, but it's it's an interesting fork in the road for this team at least. So it's going to be exciting to see where we go from there. I did have a couple of extra points to add. I think I've only got one or two. Uh, yeah, okay. So Aaron Baines. He, uh, oh boy, he Bainsy. took it. He took a nut shot today. Like I, I thought that he had suffered like a not to not to underrate the significance of getting hit. You know, right in the boys there. But Aaron Baines really, really took a shot to the nuts, and he was like visibly shaken. Um, seismic activity. I could feel it down here in Australia. Certainly, um, there was a disturbance in the force as a result of this. Uh, this Bainsy nut shot, but um, boy, he really copped it. It's worth mentioning because it was uh, it was tough to watch. Yeah, well, I mean, not to be all you know, Kiwi versus Aussie, but you know, Buck <laughs> Shelford had his had his testicle torn out of his scrotum and played on against France in '86. He played on. So he played <laughs> That's on. Amazing. It was like the Steinlager ad man, where they just go through the things that it was like he played on was like the the you know like the the slogan or the, like the 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 what is that word in an ad like the the tag or I don't know. It's a slogan, slogan t- right? Slogan, whatever. You get the idea. Yeah. I haven't watched Madman in a while. Buck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buck Shelford, mate. He he look him up. Look him up. Yeah, I he mean I man. I don't know who that is. But uh sounds amazing. I well, guess he, he thought he doesn't know who Aaron Baines is, you know, so <laughs> that's even too busy trying to find his lost testicle <laughs> to watch in the NBA. It's got to be around here somewhere. <laughs> I knew I saw it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, oh no. 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 That's that's a contact. <laughs> uh, all right. Any any other um, factoids you want to drop on us from this significant win against the Cavs today? Before we move on. Nah, man. I'm done. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment for the Reddit recap.
Welcome back. This is the Celtics Reddit recap. I'm going to start with a post made by user Avery Bradley. Welcome back, Avery Bradley. I missed you, Avery. <laughs> Celtics forward Jason Tatum has been invited to participate in the Skills Challenge at All-Star Weekend, a source told The Globe. Um, interesting. Skills Challenge, I guess nowadays they're branching out, right? And they're incorporating sort of your non-guards. Um I, I Bro, guess if I'm, I get involved, if I get invited to the skills challenge, I'm <laughs> clicking maybe all day. <laughs> I'm going to see what else I've got on. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's a Facebook event. You uh, tag yourself as interested and and move on and get reminded on it on the <laughs> yeah, day yeah. that you forgot. You're like, oh, sorry, sorry, something came up. I guess you're know, just 20 years old. Um, <laughs> like it could be interesting for him to to tag along and 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 catch some all star vibes but he was there with the um what's it called like the young guns all-star game old, last yeah, year rising stars the rising that's stars. the one yeah it's i don't know i just i don't see him there's a lot of skillful players in the nba right even a lot of non-big names smaller names that are very very skilled who probably deserve a place in the skills challenge more so than jason tatum it's kind of yeah, kind of weird that he was invited yeah i mean i bet rodney magruder is pretty skilled where's his invite <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. The user <laughs> Tanoob, who I, I know is Australian, shout out to Tanoob, wrote, did they add long twos to the challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Great call. He's going to put on a show if they did. That's that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, whatever. Doesn't Even as a Celtics fan, as someone who, you know, I, I freaking love Jason Tatum, right? Like he's kind of... He's like the the great big hope in all of our future, right? Like I, I think a lot of us are banking like future years on how Jason Tatum turns out, but um, I couldn't really give a shit about this <laughs> to be honest. Like, good good luck, I guess. Whatever. Oh man, yeah. Mm. Anyway. It's such a filler, eh? As an event, the skills challenge. Like surely we could come up with something better, you know? Like yeah. You know what'd be epic? A game of, um, you know, Bull Rush? You guys play Bull Rush in Australia? Yeah. Surely. Yeah. All the time. Just like a game of Bull Rush, with, um, <laughs> but you're dribbling a basketball. And if you get the ball stolen, you're out and you join the team. I'd love to see that. You would I feel see like we some might see, handles. might see a few injuries come out of that. A few uh, GMs who are a little uh, pissed off at Adam Silver for, uh, for implementing it's not, that. It's not tackle. It's just like you're dribbling a ball and someone's there's like one defender and there's like 30 dudes at the end of the court. <laughs> Maybe maybe make cut it down a bit. Maybe make it 15, 10, whatever. Doesn't matter. Anyway, so you get the idea, right? So you're dribbling a ball yeah. and there's a defender and he knocks the ball away. So then the person who had the ball knocked away joins the defender and now there's two guys trying to get yeah. the remaining 13, you know? Something like that. I'd way rather that than the skills challenge. How about you? I mean, I think the only direction is up, right? From the, the current skills challenge format. Yeah. Uh, they, they literally run through those drills at halftime with kids during regular season NBA games, right? So can we <laughs> yeah. really be expected to watch and enjoy this? <laughs> we, need the, we, need the, um, we need the game ops person pointing to Jason Tatum to tell him, to, <laughs> tell yeah. him no, 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 no. Grab this ball and yeah. go to the other end. Behind the arc, behind. <laughs> <laughs> what about tic-tac-toe? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, oh god, I don't think I've ever seen like a like a fruitful outcome for any of the players of Tic Tac Toe in um in those like in those timeout segments that they do. It's infuriating every time. It just must be. It just they get so panicked. Yeah. Anyway, that that'll, that can be a topic for another time. I'll, I'll, I'll brainstorm some some ideas for 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 All Star games. Upgrade yeah, on the skills challenge. 
That'll be on our All Star Weekend special yes. episode. So user Air Mag Swag posted a a clip that I assume he recorded, he or she recorded from um, up in the balcony section of TD Garden, and it's a it's a clip of uh, Scary Terry's buzzer beater three, which. Um, did you see that? Were you watching the game when he when he did yeah, that just yeah. to end the second quarter? Yeah. He did this crossover and it the was the double team was coming. At, but like, it was also it was like the least deceptive crossover I think I've ever seen. It was just like this is the move I'm going to make before I definitely shoot the ball. It was just like it was just he just did it for the sake of it. It wasn't really yeah. like practical at all, I thought. Yeah, yeah, he should I don't know, but whatever. Um like the double team was coming. He just pulled it. He just pulled yeah. it and it went in. Yeah, but a great, um, great shot there by Air Mag Swag. Like it's really zoom. It's really right up there towards the, I guess, the nosebleeds in TE Garden, and it just really, really good quality camera, I suppose, and it really captures the atmosphere really well. Um, and I don't think that's the first post they've made from a similar angle. So uh, right, Maybe definitely worth checking out. Season tickets. Maybe they're lucky enough to actually live near the Celtics. Good for you. Mm. User Heat Kings One posts. And this is an article from Heat Nation. Boston Celtics expected to inquire about Miami Heat's Rodney Magruder. And I was like, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> expected to inquire? Yeah. Like, it's definitive. You either inquire or you don't. Right? No, they're like, expected it's not to. like they talk amongst themselves about inquiring. Then they make it. That surely, to goodness, not. At least someone expects them to inquire about Rodney Magruder. <laughs> hence the headline, right? <laughs> That's all it takes. There's an expectation out there. We always talk about expectations, and now the expectation is that the Celtics will inquire about Miami Heat's Rodney Magruder. Um, and I, I read this and I was like, "Who the fuck is Rodney Magruder?" I, had to, I mean, I've heard the name before, right? But don't really know a lot about the guy. I guess he's like a three and D poorer man's Wayne Ellington, I suppose, who I'd much prefer to inquire about. I think what they're doing is they're inquiring as to whether um, he can take, you know, take Jason's place in the skills challenge. <laughs> He, I guarantee you, he smokes less layups than I do. <laughs> Which was a yep. topic on a uh, Celtics um, on the uh, Locked On Celtics podcast recently. I recall it. Yeah, mm. referring to the Al Horford uh, layup smoking that he did, yeah. and fortunately <laughs> yeah. made up for. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's that's it from the Reddit recap. I, I guess I was hoping that would segue into ideal trade candidates, but um, I don't know. At, at this point, I can't really think of anyone. Beyond Rodney Magruder, have you got anyone uh, <laughs> anyone in mind, Joe? Well, our, our needs aren't like they're not like skill wise needs, right? Like, um, and we need, we we need we a st- hype man for Gordon Hayward. We, That's we what we need. need we need a hype man for Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Bring in Joe Ingles. <laughs> yeah. I'd risk it all for Joe Ingles, man. <laughs> Wonder what it would take to get Joe Ingles out of Utah. Like a lot, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think they're they're pretty attached to the guy. He's pretty yeah. damn good. I know. All right, so one final and very important point to discuss before we wrap this one up. The Golden State Warriors, who are playing in Boston in a couple of days' time, huge, huge like focal point of the season for this team. Huge game at a, at maybe a junction where we're starting to actually gain some momentum and, and start to meet some of those expe- expectations as we discussed. The Warriors, they've got Boogie back. They've won, I think, seven or eight in a row now. They're really hitting their stride themselves and starting to meet some of the expectations imposed on them at the beginning of the season. I don't really put us in the same tier as the Warriors. I don't think that's an uncommon take. Um, But here we are. We're facing each other very soon in Boston where we've won 10 straight games. Joe, like, what are your thoughts heading into this game? 
Well, first thing is, it seemed like five minutes ago we were like worried about the Warriors. You know, isn't that, isn't it crazy how things change? Mm-hmm. Um, second take, um, the Warriors are the flipping evil empire. This is what I hate about what Durant did. Durant ruined the Warriors, a team I actually loved. You know, yeah. And now Boogie being on that team just makes me dislike them even. Like I, 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 like I want a team that I used to love. You know, I want them to be unsuccessful. How terrible is that? It's it's so bad. Like it's yeah. not good for your soul. And no. <laughs> um, the third thing is, if the Celtics are what we expected them to be at the start of the season, all right, if that expectation will be met at some point, all right, that team is good enough to beat this 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 team's Warriors. Like it is. Like maybe not maybe not four out of seven, but one game. Hell yeah. Like I want to see it. And last thing is the Warriors are back to full strength. So there's not going to be any excuses. Oh, we caught the Warriors when they weren't playing that well. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. If we get them, that is a fair and square scalp, man. That is a fair and square scalp. So I'm, I'm psyched for it. Yeah, I'm really excited. I expect it to be competitive. The fact that it's in Boston mm. might not necessarily give us an edge to win, but give us an edge to at least keep it close and make yeah. it an exciting game, similar to the sort of the Raptors games that we've seen a couple of times so far this year, outside of the Toronto game, which was a, a wash. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, no, I no, completely... that was a pretty close one too. Like that, actually, that game actually was, it's closer than you remember. What happened in that game was we were right there and then there were just a couple of backbreakers and they went up by like eight with two minutes left, you know? Like um, like Lowry had a huge three. Like those have been close games. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, that, that first game against the Raptors in Toronto, I listened to on the radio and oh, may, wow, have, may, have, may have turned it off uh, <laughs> a little prematurely. But um, that's good to know. No. <laughs> like once they got in control of that game, with, but put it this, it took them a long time to, you know, like it wasn't it wasn't like a... It wasn't like a game where we were down by 15 and then, yeah. you know, made a fake run back to eight. Like, it was a game where we were down by a position or two positions right the way till the end and then, bam, we're down by four with two four positions with two minutes left or whatever it was. You know, it was that sort of yeah. game. Yeah, okay. So, with these Warriors, I, I completely understand what you're saying where, like, you're kind of forced to despise them, right? To hate them a little bit. Yeah. And I kind of had, I don't know, I, I don't know how the best way to phrase this, but... I kind of had it in my mind so far this season that like Boogie would come back a shell of his former self, like similar to Hayward. And he'd basically be at best like this rim runner rebound guy who would occasionally like splash an open three, like honestly not too dissimilar to, to Aaron Baines. Um, mm. And that it would take him a while to get his agility and his athleticism back. But like Boogie is an exceptional player. Demarcus Cousins is a, is a great, great yeah. player. And he seems to have, at least in the short term, rehabbed, very effectively and very well, um, right back to 100% from this Achilles injury, which is not all that common, especially for big men. And he's, you know, he's getting closer and closer to 30. Um, and yet here he is, like sort of playing like Boogie. And, and maybe the Warriors give him the cushion necessary to, to do that, like to, to be a little bit more like free in his movements um, and how he plays the game. But um, I am I'm disappointed by it, right? I kind of <laughs> real talk like I wanted him to suck. I expected him to suck <laughs> a little bit, and I hoped that he would drag them down a little bit before ultimately they they reach new heights. And um, but it seems like that is continually trending up in in the, a direction that does not favor us coming into this game. Yeah, yeah, um, yep. But you know, look, when the Celtics are look, one thing. 
this is why I feel like Al Horford's like I would still say he's the best player, and I get why people say Kyrie's the best player, but Al Horford, you know, and you know when fully constituted, right, um, has no holes in his game. Like we saw what he did. Embiid last year was dominant, right? You saw yeah. how we Horford cooled off. Horford's a problem, man, when he's playing his game, you know? When he's hitting his threes, which he has been doing. Yeah. When he's not looking old, which he's been looking a he little bit. He has been better. doing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so funny. Did you see that tweet? You, we've got we've to shout that out. If you didn't see it, the Celtics tweeted one thing. They tagged Al Horford and it. it was like, no days off. Right? <laughs> yeah. Lifting to wait. And then like 10 minutes later, Al Horford out, rest against Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I showed that to yeah. my wife. She was just yeah. like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> what is this bogus organization that you're following? <laughs> Maybe the wives need to have a podcast. You're like Larry, Larry Larbird's wife needs a podcast with your wife. Yeah, they can commiserate. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited to see this because Horford presents problems, and this is going to be like if it's close, it's going to be crazy in there. Hey, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. The yeah, game's going to have juice, you know. And um, I'm excited to see how we match up with them. We've always matched up really well. Um, Marcus Smart, um, I like him against anyone. <laughs> Like just you just kind of go through it, okay? Do I like Horford against? Do I like Horford and Baines against Cousins? Yeah, I do. Um, mm. Horford creates a lot of problems for Cousins. Um, do I like? You know, I guess that's switch Draymond onto him. You know, but we can go we can go small there still. Um, somewhat means you know if, Dray, if 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 Boogie's out there and we're going, you know, Horford, Tatum, um, you know, the the small lineup, you yeah. know. Um, that's a problem for Golden State, man. That's a real problem. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Marcus Morris and and yeah. Draymond Green. Like they'll probably be matching up at the four, I would imagine. And yeah. um, those are two dudes who like don't hold back at all. That's that's going to be a really exciting matchup. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad we've got Marcus Morris on our team. You know, like he's <laughs> yeah. he's just so needed spiritually for the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like or emotionally, yeah. however you want to put it. He has been a little cold lately. Um, he actually had some really nice, strong takes to the bucket today versus the Cavs. Um, and here we were saying that nothing interesting happened. Um, but like clearly, his shot has has um, cooled down a little bit, and he seemed more cognizant of that in this game and was actually like getting to the hoop and just like um, like decreasing the degree of difficulty on those shots. And just I think hopefully seeing the the ball go through the cup a few times will be beneficial to him moving forward because he really has cooled down. But yes, those are two intense guys who are going to go head-to-head in this game. Absolutely. And also um, Tatum and and Durant who are, I don't know, like whatever. Like people make comparisons between Tatum and Durant and in terms of what Tatum's ceiling might be. Um, But I mean, they are similar players. They have similar dimensions. They have similar physical attributes um, and similar play styles to, to a certain degree. Yeah. Uh, and they'll be matching up at the three there, and that that's going to be really exciting as well. It, it is, it is. I mean, obviously Durant's got a bit of an edge there, but um, yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a. Um, yeah, I think this is a game where Jalen Brown is going to be particularly important, just because the Warriors just have, like, they just have, they just have ball handling and size, you know, and. Um, I think we're gonna need gonna need some extra bodies out there. I think this is a I think this is a I think this is a Jalen Brown game. Um, mm, you know, if you can't have well, <clears throat> I mean, you, they just put they're just gonna put a lot of a lot of pressure on you there. So um, I I think yeah, 
I think was, I'm just thinking this is the type of game where we need to be able to switch across a few positions more. And um, and yeah, so I think I, I expect to see a bit of Jalen. But more Jalen, yeah. probably a little less Baines, especially in the non-Cousins minutes. Yep, fair enough. It was certainly a Jalen Brown game last time the Warriors visited the Boston Garden. Jalen Brown kind of like led that, that right. comeback in that game. Yeah. Um, that was really mate, exciting. Yeah, he just had a, a mate die earlier, the, earlier that day, right? That's was, right, yeah. Wow. That was a huge yeah. game for him, huge moment um, in his career. So that was exciting. I, I do think, you know, talking about ball handling and size, I think there's going to be, I'm going to screw this analogy up, but a um, Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving like comparing ball size mm. in terms of like who can take over the game as the all-star point guard you know the the leader of their team the most and you know we've, we've talked it's almost like we've talked about all the other matchups before this one but you know it's Kyrie Irving it's Steph Curry like these are the two of the best point guards you know certainly at the moment if not sort of ever in terms of their skill set and, and what yeah. they do for the modern game and they're going head to head in this this sort of huge environment in Boston Garden where their two teams, at least from the beginning of the season, were expected to meet in the finals. And, and now they're, they're finally meeting and they're both playing exceptionally well, right? They're going to come head-to-head in this game. That's really, really exciting. This, any way you approach this game, any angle that you take, any slant, if you will, mm. it all it just ends up in this total hype and excitement. It's, it's, a really, it's a game that I've been looking forward to for a really long time. And it co- coincides with a long weekend um, here for us as well. Oh. So... We can, uh, can sit back and enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. What's what? What's the holiday over there in New Zealand? Uh, so we've got a little bit of a. It's a real average one. It's actually a reg, It's a. It's so a little bit of quick New Zealand history. New Zealand um, has never been federal like how you guys have your states. Uh-huh. But we used to have provinces, similar to how Canada does. And the bigger province that I'm in is Auckland. It's not actually Auckland, but the you know. Um, the province was Auckland historically, and now we have Auckland Anniversary Day. So there is a weekend off for basically anyone like north of about Taupo in, um, in New Zealand. We have a, so have a, it's it's exclusive to your region, yeah, yeah, your province. That's yeah, cool. which which is weird because it's like, I, I mean, there's no like state lines. There's no real equivalent to that in New Zealand. Like nobody really knows where like where we're crossing <laughs> over into the into the old provinces. You know, yeah, right. Like I honestly don't know exactly where it ends i should google that really quickly all i know is all i know is that if you're in the hawks bay you've got a different day and wellington was last weekend you know so every all of these provinces have different anniversary weekends although a lot of them are on this weekend yeah well as long as you know you don't have to show up to work on monday and you can enjoy yourself a little bit i I do uh, know that watching the warriors game then I'm, i'm sure i'm sure that's all you need to know but we'll certainly be back um because it's this long weekend for us here in this part of the world, we'll be back at some point after the, the Warriors game to break all of that down and, and do the uh, the opposite end of the spectrum to all this hype that we've been building for the last 10 minutes or so. But um, yeah, look, really looking forward to it, if you can't already tell. That would just about do it for this episode of the Celtics Reddit Podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Like I said earlier, we have a long weekend coming up in our part of the world in a few days, beautifully coinciding with the Warriors game. So we will be back not long after that game for another podcast. Until then, Joe, thanks again, buddy. Au revoir. Indeed. All right. Thanks, everyone. Go Celtics. Peace.